0: Gospel artist Tasha Cobbs, Tasha Cobbs Leonard, sings a beautiful song called No Longer Slaves. It's a beautiful reminder that we don't have to live in fear or worry as children of God. She sings, I'm no longer a slave to fear, for I am a child of God. I love this next verse, it says, from my mother's womb, you have chosen me, you have called me by my name. And I've been born again into your family. Your blood runs through my veins. She repeats that stanza, saying, From my mother's womb, you have chosen me. I'm going to keep repeating it until you get it in your spirit. You have chosen me. Your love has called my name. And I've been born again into your family. Your blood runs through my veins. I'm no longer a slave to fear. The song reminds me that when we get into a posture of worry instead of a posture of worship, we lose sight that we are children of God. As we approach this 20th anniversary of 9-11, I would like to pause and reflect on how God has kept us from 2001 to 2021 and beyond from dangers that we've seen and some that we will never know about. I wanna tag as a topic from reflection to resolution. While while the last 20 years have been tumultuous in many ways, this word of God reminds us that we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to be anxious or to live with worry about anything. As the war in Afghanistan comes to an end and a new horizon emerges before us, we reminisce and reflect on the last 20 years and confess that God has remained faithful, yes, amid some really tragic happenings, but faithful no less. I stood at ground zero on this past weekend at the reflecting pool and thought about how many people had lost their lives and how this gigantic hole in the ground was a place where many people were never recovered. It was overwhelming, but it was a reminder that God is still holding his hand on us. And all of this was because of political agendas. If we're completely honest, many of us have come through the last 20 years, and and life has not been a whole lot different in the last 20 years, and many of our behaviors are no more diverse than they were when we went into war in Afghanistan. We're experiencing global travesties right now because of political agendas. I'm grateful that my testimony is, while life for me has been no crystal staircase, I can still say I trust God. On 9-11, I stood in the doctor's office waiting to be checked in and watched two airplanes fly into the Twin Towers in New York. I was paralyzed with fear about what could possibly be going on for such a horrific act to be taking place. As I think about 9-11, I think about nine days prior to the Twin Towers coming down, I stood at at the bedside of my only son. And, and he took his last breath. And then two weeks after 9-11, I stood at the bedside of my mother and she took her last breath. But, and what I know for sure today is I'm still standing. So I know God's faithfulness is still protecting me. And it's protecting you all also. I know if it wasn't for the peace of God, I would have ended up in a mental institution. And since then, I've buried my husband, my father, I didn't bury my husband, I divorced him. (laughs) Oh, Lord, help. (laughs) I've witnessed some real tragedies, and I'm still standing to acknowledge the goodness of a merciful God. Knowing that if God had not kept me, I would be totally lost. I also knew that I had to make some resolutions based on the things that I wanted to improve in my life. Now let me be real with you all, these resolutions don't always get honored. However, this evening, as I reflect on the chaos of the past 20 years, I must admit that despite it all, God has been good. No, as a matter of fact, he's been great. And so when I reflect on what we experienced in just the last year with this global pandemic and how every day above ground is a gift, I realize that if we're not careful and don't hold on to our faith in God, our love of God, our love for ourselves, our love for humanity, and be thankful unto God and bless his name, we're going to end up in a hole as big as that one at the reflecting pool in New York. When we do this, when we acknowledge the peace, that the peace of God is what holds on to us, we know that God is loving us in those tender places, and we can go one day further. And yes, yet, those, there are those days when I'm asking God, why have over 4 million people contracted the coronavirus, and why God has 65,000 people died in this country alone? And when I come to my senses and surrender my worry to God, he gives me exactly what Paul talks about in the scripture. I receive a peace that surpasses all understanding. I now realize that when I work myself into a frenzy with worry, that that worry is not going to bring any sort of resolution. It's not going to add not one day to my life, but it creates anxiety, heartache, lack of trust, and distance in my relationship with Christ. And if I'm not careful, I will find myself swirling around and down in a rabbit hole of fear and worry, needing God to get me out. When I reflect about the work that we share here at Richmond Hill, I'm still amazed that God would trust us to be his hands and feet in this earth realm. I'm amazed that we have this great opportunity to practice hospitality with CEOs and custodians. We have the chance to pray for the addicts and those who are recovering. We tend to those who are marginalized outsiders and to those who are the insiders. We minister to those without homes and to those who have 10 bedroom homes. We have the freedom to take a stand on tough issues like social, economic, and political justice and stand up with and for people who have no voice. And so I love and lean into this passage of scripture because it it reminds me not to worry about anything, but to pray about everything, and that's shouting material for me. When we take time to reflect, we recognize it is because of God's mercy that we have not been consumed. And when we do that, we can say just how faithful our God is. We see how God has kept us far more than just the last 20 years. He's kept us since he sent us into this earth realm, and he is directing us all the way when we stop and listen, when we press pause and hear what it is that God would say to us. We remember how he has caused his face to shine upon us and how he's been so gracious to us. The seasoned saints used to say it like this in the Black Baptist Church, when I look back over my life, And I think things over. I can truly say I've been blessed. I've got a testimony. Or if you heard my great-grandmother Alberta Robinson say it, she would say, If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, tell me where would I be? Whatever way you say it, the fact remains that God is the reason that we can still stand. When I think about just how much we've come through this last year, it causes me to think about how we've had to engage with God at a deeper level, because none of us knew exactly what we still don't know what's going on with the coronavirus, so I don't want to speak of it in past tense because it looks like it's going in the wrong direction. But what we do know is we've had to get to know ourselves and learn about others, most times virtually in the last year. We've made some great strides because we have been intentional about connecting with others. We're now noticing the abundant gift of God's grace that we live in and with each day. All of this has caused me to make some resolutions about my life after I consider these reflections. And I invite you to ponder, and if you so desire, join me in living in a place where resolve and not conflict can take you to a better space. And so this evening, I want to share that I have resolved to pray more. Too many times when I'm struggling my last resort is to pray. Now don't act like I'm the only one. It should be my first resort, but I often try to fix things myself without bothering God, the creator of the universe. Let me just add that. Then when I realize that things are not getting better and sometimes much worse, it dawns on me that I should have taken my problems to God first in tonight's scripture, Paul tells us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Who couldn't use a little more Peace. These past 20 years have had its ups and downs, which I've handled in a variety, of a, way, a variety of ways. Some have been godly, and I must confess, tonight confession is good for the soul and bad for the reputation. There have been some ungodly ways that I've handled some things, too, because my husband was in that time period. <laughs> However, every time that I purposefully turn the situation over to God. He took care of the situation in a way that far exceeded anything I would have ever thought of every single time. I want to get my priorities so in tune with God's will that my every endeavor is in line with what God wants for me. My second resolution, I have resolved that I will read the Bible to strengthen my life and not just to prepare for a sermon or a lecture. I know y'all, did I just turn my halo down a little bit? <laughs> if I confess, a lot of my reading of the Bible is usually in preparation. But from the first page to the last, it speaks to our hearts. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart, according to Hebrews 4 and 12. The Bible is a story about everything. It begins with creation and ends with eternity. Granted, there are some difficult parts to get through, and there are many times when I do not fully understand what I'm reading. It helps me to know God better, and then it makes, it, it makes the, the sometime difficult work of reading through it worth every second when I really seek God to find out what I'm reading about. And so John 6 and 68 tells us the words of Jesus are the words of eternal life, The importance of studying this word cannot be overstated. If we want to know God, there's no way to get around it. We must study the word of God. The third resolution that I've made is I have resolved that I will love more. Too many times the hustle and bustle of life leaves us with precious little time to spend with the people we love. We get so wrapped up in our jobs, our careers, our hobbies, even the church, that our family time suffers. However, family and friends are gifts from God, and we must not neglect these wonderful gifts. They are our emotional support. I've experienced the difficulty of functioning in the world when things were not right, and had it not been for my family and friends' support, my church community, I probably would have chosen some other ways to deal with my issues. It is the feeling of having no foundation, the feeling of being adrift without an anchor, And God instituted relationships at creation. So this lets me know that God has attached a great importance to this, and so should we. We should take time to spend with our family and friends. And then finally, I've resolved I will take better care of myself physically. I promise you all, when I got back to the hotel on Friday night, and my watch said that I had walked over seven miles, I said, and my body feels every one of them. As I get older, I realize this body of mine is not as resilient as it once was. When I first met Mark, we had our first meeting before he said yes to um, coming to this fellowship of suffering. <laughs> um, I said to him, there's a cheerleader trapped in this body. And the cheerleader was not present this weekend. My body retains more of what I eat than it used to. And so if I don't take care of myself and I'm unable to do what God wants me to do, I dishonor him. Therefore, I must be diligent to take good care of myself physically. And so these seven statements, the next seven statements, and I promise you I'm going to sit down, is a summation of what I've come to. I want to spend intentional quality time with my friends and family. I want to express gratitude for the positive things happening in my life. I want to reflect on the small things because the big things seem so magnanimous that you miss the small blessings that you have, in, uh, that I have in my life. I want to experience community. I want to feel the joy of another person's success, even if it's the same success I was hoping for. Because if God is blessing my neighbor, that means that God's in the neighborhood. I want to tend to my relationships. I want to communicate mindfully, practice speaking with a way that is honest, helpful, and without offending or hurting others. And then I want to question the deeper meaning of my life. In that pursuit, I will find that I'm already blessed and I don't have to worry about a thing. If we take time and reflect on the goodness of God and consider all that he has done for us, through us, in us, and not just over the last 20 years, as we approach this anniversary of 9-11. But if we look at how things have transpired, transpired in our lives and recognize where God was in each one of those moments, we will experience a lot more inner peace. So moving from reflection to resolution is no easy task, but when we realize we don't have to be anxious about anything, that we can turn everything over through prayer and supplication and surrender our requests with thanksgiving to God, we would no longer be slaves to our fear. This is how we live in a better place.